Ladies and gentlemen, scholars and seekers of knowledge, welcome to the third installment of the incongruence gripping exploration into the pursuit of a PhD. In this chapter, we navigate the labyrinth of practicalities and alternative paths that lie ahead. Embarking on this intellectual odyssey, we invite you to unravel the complexities, challenges, and potential triumphs that await. Join us as we navigate the uncharted territories of academic pursuit, seeking clarity and purpose. This is the incongruent, where the journey of knowledge unfolds. So, without further ado, let the exploration begin. Episode 3 Part 10 Convenience, Pragmatism and Purpose it is now imperative to delve into the practicalities of my proposed study. The next question on Perry's list underscores the importance of ensuring that the subject of inquiry is manageable, producing interesting results, and a thesis in the shortest time possible. Addressing this point involves examining a couple of angles, the first of which is closely tied to the research program itself. Part 11. The Research Program Navigating the complexities of the research program, several challenges emerge, primarily revolving around the multifaceted nature of the study and the reliance on third-party gatekeepers to access participants for interviews or surveys. Anticipating significant challenges in obtaining approvals, particularly with potentially three stakeholders involved, the PhD supervisor, award organizers, and the Institute's Ethics Committee navigating this approval process could span two to six months. The intricacies of the approval process, coupled with the time constraints imposed by teaching schedules and vacation periods, render timing a critical factor in commencing the PhD program. In contemplating a research timeline, a glimpse at the schedule of one industry organized competition and insights from colleagues suggest spending three months exploring the literature to develop an initial research plan or refining the existing one. Subsequently, an additional six minutes nine months may be required for an early stage assessment before commencing the research in earnest. The journey depicted by the chart from Imperial College London provides an informative illustration of the potential trajectory. The subsequent steps involve the submission of ethics documents to various committees, possibly entailing an additional three months for deliberations before an action plan is agreed upon. Once approvals are secured, the survey materials can be sent to gatekeepers for their endorsement. This timeline implies a window of 14 minutes 18 months before all necessary authorizations are obtained, positioning the researcher to undergo the late-stage review or an equivalent process. The envisioned research window spans February to September, with a target of receiving 80% of results by the end of April. Considering two hypothetical scenarios, a January 2024 or September 2024 start, the potential timelines and durations vary significantly. In scenario one, starting in January 2024, the study initiation is projected for February 2026 with a total duration of 4.5 years. In scenario two, a September 2024 start leads to a study initiation in March 2026 with a total duration of 3.5 years. The key concern arises regarding the adequacy of the total population that can be sampled through a single competition, barely meeting the minimum standard of 200 as identified earlier. This raises the possibility of repeating the exercise over a second year or involving more award organizers. While the former approach maintains rigor at the expense of time, potentially extending the process into a fifth or sixth year in scenario one, the latter introduces greater complexity and challenges in result comparison, albeit with enhanced practicality. Part 12. Alternative Research Doctorates 
embarking on the journey of selecting a suitable PhD program, the Doctorate in Business Administration DBA, emerged as the initial recommendation. This program, with its distinct focus on business administration, was proposed to me by a senior colleague who recognized my preference for action-oriented endeavors. Given my inclination towards actively engaging with tasks, I have delved into exploring the DBA pathway on several occasions in the past. Here, I aim to evaluate the merits and considerations associated with this particular avenue. Part 13, Doctorate in Business Administration. Delving into the realm of Doctorate in Business Administration DBA, programs, I've encountered valuable insights from Saris et Aliyah. The DBA journey involves the development of a comprehensive portfolio, encompassing coursework, seminar presentations, and industry-relevant research reports contributing meaningfully to the chosen study area. Thomas advocates for marketing practitioner teachers, like myself, to opt for a practical doctorate that not only enhances employability but also augments workplace efficiency and productivity. To align with the criteria of a DBA, my chosen research topic needs adaptation to address tangible business and managerial issues, ensuring the identification, review, and application of business theories and research methodologies. The question arises, is the topic of industry-organized competitions a real business or managerial issue? Reflecting on the STAIRR framework, which outlines strategies for safeguarding innovations within academic settings, I contemplate its potential applicability. With evidence supporting academic reporting as a method for anchoring innovations through the award study, pursuing a DBA could offer an avenue to illustrate the effectiveness of the STAIRR framework's other steps. This aligns with Perry's criteria discussed in previous posts, presenting a viable option. However, the challenge lies in the comprehensive scope of the framework, encompassing six steps and 29 subtopics. Executing a project to sufficiently prove these elements within the designated timeframe remains a consideration. The prospect of a potential textbook emerging from this endeavor adds an intriguing dimension. Examining several DBA options, I've outlined key details on costs and durations. Notably, the financial investment for these programs is substantial, and the commitment period of over three years raises concerns. Life's unpredictability and the risk of being unable to complete the program due to financial or unforeseen reasons cannot be disregarded lightly. Moreover, the general validity and acceptance of the DBA qualification loom as concerns. Questions arise about how international regulators and prospective employers perceive its equivalence to a traditional PhD. These considerations prompt a thorough evaluation of the overall viability and alignment of the DBA pathway with my aspirations and circumstances. Part 14. The Path Well Beaten Continuing with my exploration, I find myself contemplating the traditional research PhD pathway. In this journey, my understanding has been shaped by perusing various institute websites and engaging in brief discussions with individuals who have successfully completed their own doctoral endeavors. A sense of concern has crept in, making me ponder whether, in the course of this series, I may have put the cart before the horse. Part 15. PhD The Traditional Path in the traditional research PhD pathway, certain key factors stand out prominently, the substantial cost and time investments required to reach the coveted doctoral milestone. I have examined the prices and expected durations for part-time education doctorates ordered by the institution's placements within the World University Ranking. This for both UK students and international students. These fees, while comparable on an annual basis to the DBA, become more expensive due to the extended duration. 
this may seem a more fitting option when considering the timeline outline for my own program as presented earlier. However, as I delve deeper, I encounter new considerations. One significant point is the realization that, as a teaching qualification, the PhD should align with the field in which I aspire to continue lecturing. Opting for an education qualification might steer me towards roles supporting other educators, diverging from my usual domain of strategic communications. Moreover, Barnacle and team raise awareness about potential challenges faced by those holding the highest qualifications in the current post-truth era and the prevalence of edu-skepticism. The emergence of a PhD crisis, as highlighted by Horton and team, adds to the complexity. This crisis involves a scenario where PhD holders find themselves overqualified and underemployed, with their education potentially mismatched with the vocational roles they ultimately secure. The multifaceted nature of the cost, duration, content, and future value of this academic path necessitates careful and deliberate consideration. Part 16 a doctorate by publishing research. Here I delve into a less conventional path toward a doctorate, one that I recently stumbled upon, the opportunity to pursue a PhD after having already published a portfolio of peer-reviewed research and works. This avenue, although undoubtedly challenging, beckons consideration, particularly when weighed against the substantial cost and time commitments associated with the alternative pathways discussed earlier. Part 17 PhD by publication. Exploring a distinct avenue in the quest for a doctorate, today I delve into an alternative path, one that involves obtaining a doctorate qualification through the publication of a substantial body of work in esteemed peer-reviewed journals, peer-reviewed book chapters, and peer-reviewed conference proceedings. This unique approach, which aligns with my pragmatic considerations, has emerged in response to a dissatisfaction with the traditional PhD model and a growing demand for research output from employers and governmental bodies. This alternative route, in contrast to the more conventional options explored in earlier, does not necessitate a commitment exceeding four years or a substantial financial investment potentially exceeding one UE Durham divided by four million. Notably, it provides valuable experience in the peer review process and supports the development of diverse studies using different methods or frameworks. In considering the practicality and honesty of this approach, I recognize the flexibility it offers in studying industry-organized competitions with varied methods and objectives, potentially culminating in a website, a published book, or even the evolution of my podcast. Moreover, the associated costs appear more accessible, with fees incurred only after curating a portfolio of work covering mentoring for work preparation. For instance, the University of Portsmouth estimates a duration of 6 minutes 12 months with a total cost of 22,500 UE Durham and the University of Salford requires 12 months of tuition plus prima facie at 26,250 UE Durham. However, this pathway comes with specific eligibility criteria such as holding a first-class master's degree for at least 5 years before applying, making it unsuitable for everyone. To embark on this route, I would need to refine my publishing strategy, focusing on impact factors, H-values, abstract views, downloads, and citations. Given my current publication status, with one paper published and a second under peer review, this poses a considerable challenge. The requirement to publish 6,100,000 words or equivalent, potentially from 15 different peer-reviewed contributions, adds to the complexity. While this alternative appears more cost-effective on the surface, the reality of publishing costs, with article processing fees reaching up to 10,000 UE Durham per article in high-impact publications, demands careful consideration. 
In the worst case scenario, financing for this path may total 175,000 UE dirham and completion could span five or more years. As I proceed to the final sections from Perry, careful planning and consideration of the associated challenges lie ahead. End of episode 3. And there you have it, dear listeners, the concluding chapter of this enlightening expedition into the realms of academic pursuit. As you ponder the myriad considerations presented in this episode, we encourage you to share your thoughts and insights. Your comments are a valuable addition to the discourse, contributing to the collective wisdom of our intellectual community. If you found this episode to be a beacon of clarity in your academic journey, or if it has sparked contemplation on the diverse paths to a PhD, we invite you to hit that subscribe button. By subscribing, you ensure that you never miss an episode of The Incongruent, where the pursuit of knowledge unfolds with each chapter. Thank you for joining us on this intellectual odyssey. Until next time, stay curious, stay engaged, and keep the pursuit of knowledge alive. Subscribe, like, and comment, and let's continue this journey together. This is The Incongruent, signing off.